Let me know when I can go, Larry, Larry, Larry. Quite contrary. How do your peaches grow? Are we live? We're live. June 20th. Is it June 20th? It's June 20th, 2019. Welcome to the best podcast in Northern Michigan on Front Street. Dropping the gloves with John Scott. How is everybody doing? Another beautiful day out. The traffic has picked up where I'm from. I'm starting to already hate it, but life is good. Just bought a big chunk of land. Me and my wife have been looking out for the last year and a half almost. We've been hemming and hawing. We've been going back and forth. And if we should buy it, if we should buy it, what would we do with the land? It's almost 30 acres close to town. Where do you want to give us the exact address? No, I do not. But it's in Traverse City, which is nice. And we finally, finally, finally just said, let's do it. We pulled the trigger. We bought the big chunk of land. And now we are in the process of selling our current house, which you would think would be a fun process. Like, oh, let's sell a house. You know, it's I've never sold a house before. And it's so far... It's terrible. We had a realtor who's a good friend of ours come and walk through the house just because I want to get it looking nice before we put it on the market. And it already is a nice house. But after having five kids run through it for the last three or four years, you know, it it gets a little wear and tear on it. Grubby little hands touching walls and picking off this and that and doing who knows what to what knows what. And so the realtor just bombed through for a good 45 minutes and picked apart my house and told me everything that I, that I need to do and what was wrong with it. And you need to paint this wall and change those floors and redo that. And that's not going to work and take out this and renovate that. And so for the last two weeks, I think I've just been doing random tedious work. I've hauled about six tons of Michigan river rock into my property just to make it look nicer. That's cool. What's the biggest project you had to do for it? Um, the river rock took a long time. Like that's a lot of rocks to move. I think I did about four or five trailer fulls of rock and it's just, and I don't just willy nilly throw the rocks everywhere. I strategically get one shovel full at a time and put it where I want the rocks to go. So my house is all rocked out. It looks great. Um, the hardest project I painted my kids rooms. That was pretty easy. I am in the process now of putting a pathway from my pizza oven to the front entrance kind of. So I'm like, I went and bought all this blue flagstone and I'm digging it down, putting quarter stone down quarter chip. And it's just, it's just a pain because you got to not keeping the, or wait, what can you keep the pizza oven? No, well you, it's built into the house. Yeah. You leave it here, but I've always wanted to do this path. And I mentioned it to my guy and he's like, yeah, that'd be great. So I'm doing all these things that I should have done three years ago just so I can sell it and someone will get a great house. So if you're in the market, (laughs) <laughs> hit up my hit up hit up my realtor BJ Brick at Bayshore Remax. It's uh you know it's I a good deal. I love the idea of the podcast selling. Your Imagine house for that. <laughs> Tim's here. Tim's being quiet. He's still reeling over the Bruins' big loss in the Stanley Cup final, even though they partied like they won the cup. Oh, uh, don't get me started. Oh, we're we're already started. Talk to us. You don't like that. No, I mean, I do. Like, I get it. I mean, and especially, like, if you of all people know the long, the grind and the pressure of a long season, not to mention going four playoff rounds, round seven and game seven. I mean, that's... Round seven? Round, round four. four. Round four, game seven. Um, 
you know, the pressure builds up, your emotions build up. You got to release that before you kind of go home for the summer. I get that, but it was a dancing on the tables and the popping champagne and that kind of stuff, which is exactly what they did in 11 when they won, you know? So like, mm, that's a little much. Like I get it, but it was a little much. It was a little excessive. I agree. Every team does it where there's a year end party just because throughout the year, I think we've mentioned this before. There is the fine fund where guys will put money on the board or they'll get fined. And so you build up this big amount of money. And sometimes it's like, it's a large amount, like 15, 20, $25,000. And you have to spend it. You're not going to just leave after the year and not spend this money. So usually they'll do a dinner, then they'll have a big blowout. And yeah, it's kind of not the smartest thing to do (laughs) is like go out after you just lost a cup and party and celebrate. But these are a lot. This is the last time that group will be together. And once the beers are flowing and everybody's like just kind of let their guard down, you know, you're going to have fun. And yeah, I guess the, the popping of the champagne probably wasn't a great <laughs> idea. But what are you, you going to do? Like, it is what it is. You want to let off some steam. A lot of those guys are super injured. It's a grind. Like you said, Game seven, they played seven rounds. Apparently they're worn out and they just want to kind of let their hair down a little bit. So yeah, it's a bad look for them, but every team does it. I've been on, and I'll tell you what, one of the issues at the end of the year is a lot of the guys want to cut bait and leave right away. And other guys want to drag out the week after the the season ends. Like let's, you know, let's do a party. Then we'll do a weekend getaway, then another party and then a dinner and then a party and then a lunch. And then we'll end off with a breakfast. (laughs) Whereas other people, they're like, let's do one big bash. And then we're gone. Like the season ends on a Thursday bash on a Friday. I'm leaving Saturday. I want to get out of Dodge. So there's a little bit of a, a juggling match with how long do we draw this process out? Where do we spend our money? Because for a guy like me, which is the title of my book, if you need a book, <laughs> a guy like me, John Scott, uh, fighting to make the cut. Anyways, um, I had a family. I had a wife. And I always felt like we should do a dinner with the wives because they go through a lot. And after the year, my wife's always like, well, what the heck? You spend literally every day with these guys you go on massive road trips and now the season's over i get my husband back oh and you're gonna have a two-day bender no 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 (laughs) and i was on her side so i was always the one advocating for like let's do a dinner with the wives and some teams would do like a big party for everybody other teams would do a party no wives were allowed which was super awkward and try going home to your wife and saying yeah you know the party's gonna be in town no it's right around the corner Oh, no, no, you can't go. No, sorry. For some reason, the wives aren't allowed. It's not a good look. And so that was always a tough, tough one. And I usually I'd go to those parties for like an hour and a half, two hours. And I'd, I'd get out of there and go hang out with my wife because it just wasn't fair. But what it, that, that was early in my career where I couldn't really say something. But now, like the last three or four years, I said, no, we're not doing that. The, the wives can come. Like, let's grow up here, boys. So... Yeah, it is what it is. You need to spend that money. You're never going to see that group again and whatever. You know, it's not the end of the world that you lose the cup. It's no, just I mean, a game. It was a great season. They have plenty to be proud about. I'm just thinking now, though, about how, how much social media has changed everything in the last five years. I mean, it, Twitter wasn't around for most of your career, right? We, like Snapchat, you weren't seeing like everything you're doing in the club or at the bars showing up online, right? No, we 
there was no Snapchat or Twitter might have been around. I know Instagram. Yeah, not the way that it is around. now, though. Well, now it's instantaneous where like you literally can't do anything without everybody knowing about it, which is good. But it's also bad for a guy who was on the tables. I didn't even see the video. Let me guess. Let me guess who was on. The, how many people were on the table? <laughs> I only saw one. Marshawn. Yes. Marshan. Yep. Easy, easy guess. He's the only guy who would who would go on the table. What about um, if we did have Twitter and Snapchat in your in the prime of your career? What what stuff would we see of you on uh, Twitter? I would TMZ. Just, I would have been hanging out. At the bar with the beer. I wasn't a big dancer. Just reading books. No, no, no. <laughs> like, if it was a team party, I'm not the one to get on the table. I'm, like, having a beer, hanging out. I Like, and don't get me wrong. I enjoy my five to six beers. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm yeah, I'm not a Marchand jumping on the table. First of all, I weigh 270 pounds. And second of all, no one wants to see me on the table. But yeah, nothing. I wasn't a big scandalous guy. That's just why I was married my whole career. I wasn't chasing tail. I was just, I would go out and have a good time and call it quits. Nothing good. What's that song? Nothing good happens after midnight. I think Toby Keith had a song about that. I can't remember. Sure. Isn't that a song <laughs> or someone's, it was in a movie. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. We'll give it to you. When I, um, when I first came into the league, it was funny to talk to the older guys like the, Andrew Burnett's and the Owen Nolans, they would talk about, they would go to a city and they would have the big payphone, a bank of payphones. And you would call your wife once you got into the hotel from the payphone. And then you literally couldn't talk to her for the next like three days because you'd be on airplanes, moving around, checking in at 1 a.m., waking up, going to the rink. There's not phones everywhere. Like it was literally a payphone system. That's the dream. It sounds so <laughs> strange, right? But hey, funny story about Brian Bickle. <laughs> We we obviously roomed together when I was in Chicago, and at night, we would call our wives, say goodnight, so we'd go out to dinner, come back in, it'd be like 9, 30, 10, and he would turn his phone and be like, watch this, and he would call his wife, it would take like four minutes tops, he'd put his phone and boom, that's how it's done, and every call would be like four minutes tops, and then I would get on the phone, and I like to talk to my wife, and I would, he'd be like, Go in the shower, go in the bathroom. So I'd sit in the bathroom for like a half an hour, 45 minutes to talk to my wife. And he, I'd get up and be like, you're a loser, buddy. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm talking to my wife. I don't know what you're talking about. But it was just funny, the the contrast between me and Brian. Guys, uh, he's a pretty funny guy. It's an art, guy. isn't it? It's an art to what? Get off the phone? <laughs> no, to keep those calls down. Well, I tell you what, sometimes, yeah, it's hard. Like I used to never really be a talker. And man, I would just like, we would get in battles where you don't want to talk to me. I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. Uh, I did the same thing I did today as I did the last 40 days in a row. Like once the rate got back to the room, like, what do you want to talk about? And yeah, there was some dark times where we just didn't meet eye to eye on that. And I'd be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> that's when I was young and impulsive. Now I'm like nice and calm. Yes, honey. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. I love you, honey. <laughs> She'll listen to this. We'll get in, we'll have a conversation about it. And I'll say, I love you, honey. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I love you. So you were right. You were right. <laughs> I was wrong. You were right. I love you. But anyway, so sold the house. Well, haven't sold the house yet. Bought the land. The main reason I bought the land was to protect my girls. There's so much stuff flying around these days. And I just felt like I need to protect them 
from all of the things that could affect them. You see people nowadays, little kids, some of their friends are like eight years old. They act like they're 15. And I'm like, what is happening with society? And I don't like it. So you're building a bunker. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) There's one road in and out and I'm going to put a little gate across it. And I don't want any, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want any creepy neighbors. My neighborhood. Now I have a few people that are just like, avoid them. I don't want to see them every day. So I, I would love to have just some space. And then, I don't know, my, something bothered me. My kids went to school. Or sorry, my, my five-year-old went to school. We homeschool our seven-year-old. So my five-year-old gets home from school. I was like, how was school? And she goes, well, we had a drill today where we all had to hide in the, in the closet and lock all the doors and turn the lights off. I'm like, what was this? Was it like a tornado or a whatever her, I don't know what else we could get here. Maybe a tornado. There's not many natural disasters here. And she's like, no, it was called a lock lockdown drill. And it was for, if there was an active shooter on campus and that terrified me, I'm like, what is happening with this country when a five-year-old kid has to like be jammed into a little closet with their whole class in the middle of the day and scared. I'm just like, no, I'm done. I'm done with society. We're going to do this podcast from my house. <laughs> and I'm not leaving my property. All right. You can come and get me because I'm just Did you just not like, have those like lockdown drills? Or? No. No? You had them I when did. you were younger? I did. In high school. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. No way. But How old is, are you guys? I'm not growing up, but yeah, I'm 28. Same. Nah, see, I'm a lot. I'm 36, so okay. I, I'm... Older than you guys, but still. It's a lot older, John. Eight years. Eight just did in my head. <laughs> it's a quick math. <laughs> yeah. No way. Man. Yeah, but this, this is like my junior or senior year. Like, it wasn't a thing when I was growing up, but, you know. Yeah, I think it was happened. only high school, but it definitely was uh, a thing. It's just, it's just scary. Scary, unbelievable. I don't know. So how else are you protecting them from society? Uh, pornography. <laughs> It's everywhere. Make him watch it. Uh, no, it's everywhere. So it's on the TVs. It's in your phones. It's on the computers. We are getting, we got rid of cable. There's literally, we have like five or six channels on our TV. Disney, Disney Junior, ESPN, Cooking Channel. I like the History Network. So we have the History Network and HGTV and Bravo. That's it. That's all we watch. And we barely watch that as it is as it is. So I don't know. We there's just like so much junk out there. I I do a lot of research with everything I do. I'm a very smart person. Um <laughs> very humble. Very humble. Very smart. So I just read a book on parenting. They said the average age a kid gets exposed to pornography is take a guess. Mm. When does a kid watch their first pornographic or see their first pornographic image. This can be a Playboy. This could be on the computer. Any type of that image, what age do you think now? Does that include like nude scenes in a movie? Oh. I will say no. Okay, just strictly... Strictly pornographic. pornographic. Like vulgar. Vulgar images. Uh, 11? Tim? 13? Eight years old. Whoa. Eight. Eight years old is the average. Yeah, that's that's not It's good. disgusting. I have a seven-year-old, and she already had a semi-scare that she could have seen something, but luckily, we dodged a bullet. 
And imagine that. Oh, I know we're, we're, we're at a weird subject for droppingthegloves.com, but it's a real life issue for me. I have five girls that I need to protect, and I take that job very serious. So are you going to be homeschooling them? Darn right I am. Yeah. So you you homeschooling Ava now? Yes. How does that work? Yeah, what's the curriculum? Well, we do math, English, um, spelling, phonics, uh, history. And then she does one week, one day a week, we go to a co-op where she gets like her arts classes. She does uh, like, what is it called? Ukulele. She does pottery. She did bongos. She does like all these cool things. Yeah, where, that sounds awesome. Yeah, so we do the core stuff at home and then she goes and does the fun stuff and like we, she has piano lessons, she does like dancing sometimes, like battle. so she's like she interacts with kids. Everyone's like homeschool you weirdo, you don't have any friends. There's lots of friends. She has lots of homeschooling families we hang out with but yeah. Who does the actual teaching? Um, Interesting story. So <laughs> I did it for the first couple months and then my wife kind of popped in and said, what is going on with her math? And I'm like, what do you mean? She like breezes through each page. It's not, not an issue. And we were like way ahead. And I thought I was doing a great job because I would say, Ava, do that page. And she would do it. But my wife like sat her down and tried to ask her about the concepts of how you get the answers. And she had no clue. Uh. So she, my, my daughter's very bright and she's smart enough to know how to get the answer, but not know how she got there. So Gotta she knows, like, how do you count by tens? She knows, like, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, boom, done. But if you ask her, like, what's 10 plus 10, she doesn't know. So my wife had to go back and, like, relearn it all. And I just was like, my bad. <laughs> Wasted two months. But she's uh, – so my wife does it now. I do the more physical type of learning, like, let's go run around. You the- do gym class? Gym class, yeah, yeah. that's me. Let's go play – uh play basketball or hockey or go for a bike ride. That's, that's where I take the reins. There you go. Yeah. Or I watch the other four kids when my wife does the schoolwork. So it's a team effort, Tim. Don't judge me. I'm not judging. I don't need it right now. I'm not doing it. Mr. Ivy league, Boston prep school, public school, John, you were public. Me too. Public. Yeah. Larry was definitely not public. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe you didn't go to private school. Oh my God. I I went to public high school though. You went to private middle Uh, school. Till eighth grade. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Shout out St. Paul Blue Waves. Blue Waves? Interesting. Yep. All right. So that's what I've been going through. (laughs) Going to build a house. No idea what it's going to look like, but... Do you have have a timeline yet? No, because we're taking it, you know, day by day by day. And we'll see how it goes. By the way, I went and watched all the... Or not watched. I saw like the previews for that TV show. Yeah. The 50 Ways to Kill Your Mom. Some of them were pretty lame. Really? Yeah. The one, like, they go, like, on a tour. They go on, like, a dune buggy tour. And they, oh, you mean the other episode? They go, like, fishing. Oh, I watched yeah. them all, too, after we talked about it last week. They went mountain biking. And mine doesn't have a preview oh. for some reason. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I looked. But I, I was the second last episode, so that means I'm a good one. Yeah. Yeah. No Gotta be. Go. The people who are editing it said yours by far was the best. Can you send that to us? What? Can you say you have a copy? I haven't watched it. I can okay. send it to you. I want to watch. Have us over. I'll bring some popcorn, drink a couple sodas. Sounds good. We'll do it. We'll do (laughs) it. He says with zero intention. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, sure, Tim, whatever you say. Anyways, big week in hockey. Sorry, Tim. Um, Let's get back on track. I'm sorry I got on that rant. 
that has just been on my mind. That's what I've been doing this week. And my nails are dirty. I'm all up my arm is dirty just because I've been digging in the mud, moving rocks, just been doing man work. You guys would have no idea what that is. So the awards were last night. I didn't watch it. Does anybody watch the awards? I did. You did? No, I didn't. You did not. Larry? No. No. Does anybody care who won the award? Is there anything that stood out of the winners? Yeah, there were a couple good ones. Which were the best ones? Was there any surprises? O'Reilly was a surprise for Selkie, I thought. Yeah, what a, what a month he's having, huh? Not bad. Um, Giordano, I liked. The, the he Norse. was a no-brainer. He was, I don't know if he was a no-brainer. Burns can't win it. Well, the cool thing with him, he's, I think he's the only uh, second oldest guy to ever win it for the first time. The first is Al McInnes. He's, I didn't realize Giordano, I think he's 35. Yeah, I think he's mm, 83. Yeah, he's around my age. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool to, to win it for the first time at that age. Obviously, he's he's a stud. I thought that was pretty cool. Sweeney, the Bruins GM, winning GM of the year. I thought it was interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. He didn't really tinker too much. I guess he got Coyle. And which Johansson. is a good move. And Johansson. Which is great, two de- great deadline deals, but you only had those needs because you didn't address them in the offseason. Like I would have loved to mistakes. see Columbus, that GM. Yeah. I'm sure get he was the in the running, right? No, he wasn't even nominated. No? Was he? I don't even know. I just I said that. I, I have no idea who was nominated for anything. I have no idea. Well, if you wouldn't have wrote them down on the board, I think I would have been able to answer half of the awards. Kucherov was a no-brainer. Nobody watches the awards. It's so boring. They asked me to go after my all-star game, and I was like, no, I don't want to. You want to put a nice suit on? No, it's super boring. I don't know. Tux? No thanks. No thanks, NHL awards. The uh, Barkov won the Lady Bing. I don't like, care. I don't even know what that means. It's, it's the sportsmanship. <laughs> but the, he had a funny comment that he was like, basically, there are more more fans from Finland here than from Florida. <laughs> because oh. the, the barn's always empty. Ouch. Um, yeah, that got, that got a couple then of Then Luongo's there. retiring. Speaking Possibly. of Florida. He might be. Well, he needs to get out of Florida. Yeah. Go to Boston. They need a goalie. No, they don't. Yeah. Tuka blew it. Oh, stop it. Where was he before? Toronto? He was in Vancouver. Vancouver. And then he was also in... Did he start in Vancouver? Yeah. He just went to Vancouver to Florida. He started in Vancouver. Then he went to Florida. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. It would be cool to see him just go back to Vancouver for like a year and retire as a Canuck. No, because I think he's probably been in both cities the same amount of time. No... He was in Vancouver for like 12 years. He's been in Florida for like 10 years. He's no. been in Florida a long time. It's been like five or six. Research it. I guarantee they're within two years. I think he was in Florida for seven, probably Florida for five. That's what I'm guessing. No. There's an easy way to find out. You guys have fancy computers. <laughs> Wish. Did you see um, Robin Lehner's little speech? No, I didn't watch it. Okay, so he, he won the Masterson Trophy, which is... Um, Basically for overcoming a lot of obstacles. And his right? was the mental health, right? Yeah. And he's been pretty outspoken about it. He had a really nice speech about just being one of the one of the first athletes to be total transparent and open about his mental health struggles. It's pretty cool to see that. Um, and he had a line near the end that's saying, I'm not ashamed to admit that I have, um, what did he say? I'm not ashamed to admit that I have mental health issues, but that doesn't mean I have a weak mind or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to him for, I I went to Buffalo for an event a few years back and I was just kind of walking by the locker room, just saying hello to people. And I had never met him before. And I just ran into him 
and I said hello, shook his hand, and we sat there and talked for 20 minutes. He's such a nice guy and just very articulate, smart, like just composed. And I was blown away because I just saw this massive goalie who's kind of like just a hothead on the ice and just trying to fight people all the time and screaming everywhere. And I was like, wow, like you're actually a cool guy. So I got a little taste of my own medicine, how I just kind of made this had this conception about him and it was totally wrong. And he's actually a great guy. I'm super happy he won because it's a huge issue, the mental health thing. And I lucky enough to not, you know, suffer from it, but it's a big issue. There's a lot of like, it is problems out there and good for him. Very, yeah. very happy for that. He had an unbelievable year too. He was a Vezina nomination. Nomina- nominee finalist. Yeah. There we go. Combining words. Prep school. Drinking IPAs right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> so good for him. Who else? Trots, no brainer. Wins the Adams. Take that capitals. That was pretty cool. Vasilevsky. Cool. Who's that? The Tampa goalie <laughs> is okay. Good for him. Don't look at me. <laughs> um, and then, Oh, Tampa had a good night. Kucherov too. Yeah. Whatever. Let's just talk about the trades. A couple big ones in the last week or so. What? is Winnipeg doing what I I saw that trade and I was just like what is happening why why would like I don't understand for a mediocre first round pick and nobody like honestly oh so yeah someone broke it down you're basically trading what was it Kevin Hayes for Truba straight up and Kevin Hayes was a rental Something like that. Because yeah. they traded Hayes for their pick and then they got their pick for Truba. Right. So, oh, my uh, Winnipeg. Truba's a stud. He's 25, like a hard shot defenseman. He can play all three zones. He can kill penalties. I didn't realize he, he 50 had points 55 last year. points. Yeah. Unbelievable. And defensemen usually take a little bit of time to hit their stride. Yeah. He's hitting his now. It's just it's if crazy. you were to ask me who was the leading point getter on the back end for Winnipeg, Truba would not even be my first two guesses. No, or even I, I would have said Meyer's got more points than he does. Bufflin, and then who's the other guy? Enstrom. Enstrom. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I didn't realize he had that many points, but man, what a what a get for the blue shirts. Yeah, it's pretty like cool. they are slowly sneaky building a pretty good team. They're gonna get Kako or Kaka. Yeah. Coca, whatever his name is. Kako. Kako. Yeah. Taco with Kako. I can see it already. (laughs) Oh, Taco Bell. Competing. Oh, I thought it was a competing podcast, maybe. No. Taco. I'm going to taco with Paco. (laughs) Kako, whatever his name is. He's got so many possibilities with that name. (laughs) Lucky Finn. Those Finns, tell you what, lucky. (laughs) Lucky, lucky. (laughs) But no, the blue shirts, they are, are. just very quietly making the right moves at the right times. They're not going out and trying to hit the home run with the free agent signing. What they they did that for 10, 15 years and it didn't work out. Right. They're putting together a decent team. They got some decent blue liners now. They got good young forwards. And who knows? In two or three years, what are they going to do with Lungfist? That's what I was, I was going to ask you. What do you do? You, you probably trade him. San Jose. Send yeah. him to San Jose. Because your window is, it doesn't overlap with how much left he's got in the tank, right? Like, I don't think Lundqvist is gonna another, has another run in him as a, as a Ranger. No, the Rangers are still three years out. Right. I think you send him to San Jose, get Jones. Jones is still relatively young. And then San Jose has to sign every player 35 and over. That's a free agent. That's a rule. They have to be the oldest team in the league. 
Who else? Who else could use a goalie though? I don't know. Do you think Lundqvist could still be the guy? Calgary could use a goalie. Yeah. Columbus could use a goalie. You think they're gonna lose Bobrovsky? Yes, he will go. There's a lot of teams that could use a goalie, but that would be a smart move from San Jose. Jones is not gonna win you a cup. But anyways, blue shirts looking solid. Winnipeg. Ooh, who knows? They're they're still in cap trouble. And man, this was their year. This was their year, and they let it slip through their fingers. I'm sorry, Winnipeg. It's over. The wheeling and dealing Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Chuck couple, Fletcher. A couple of big moves there. My former GM ran me out of Minnesota. He's just wheeling. He's wheeling and dealing. They signed the aforementioned Jimmy Hayes for a big ticket. Or is it Kevin Hayes? Kevin Hayes. I played with his brother, Jimmy. That's why I always say Jimmy. Jimmy stinks. Jimmy, he stinks. Where'd you play with him? New York? Chicago. Chicago. He stinks. He does stink. Boston, Boston boys. Yeah, Dorchester. They used to work out with Body by Boyle out in uh, Haverhill. I used to, I worked out there for one summer or for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did a skating school with uh, Mr. V in Haverhill with the, with the Hayes brothers and Hal Gill at Body by Boyle. It was actually pretty fun. Anyways. Cool, John. Thanks, guys. So (laughs) Kevin just signed seven schmill a year, seven point some for fifty million. Did he get? Yeah, above fifty. Seven for seven for fifty. Man, what is not worth it? No, no. He is not a. I wish I had a list of all the other guys who make seven million or over because there would be one guy. It's like he is not a seven million dollar guy. He's, I was thinking about this. He's kind of like the. I mean, he's coming into his own. He's kind of hitting his stride now. He's having a good career. He's not his brother. Um, he's probably playing better than he's ever been. But he's not a piece that you build around. He's he's a complimentary piece that you like. Every deadline you go get, and he puts you over the top. Exactly. He is not a core guy who will win you a cup. Like no. you said, he's a good second line player. You cannot pay your second line guy seven million dollars. That is reserved for first line players. It's crazy. Yeah, and they're already so deep up the middle, too, the Flyers. Yeah. Giroux, Couturier. Who knows what they're thinking? He's a good player. He's a big body up the middle, and that's yep. what Philadelphia loves. They love the big guys banging and playing the hard minutes, but... He'll be a good flyer. Yeah. Oh, Philadelphia, man. I tell you what, I have never had more nasty things said to me or things thrown on me <laughs> than I have at, than at the spectrum. I feel like every athlete says that. Like, it can't be a coincidence. Cups of full chew spit Ugh. thrown at me. Full beers dumped on my head in the penalty box. Going to the bus from the rink. Full bo- cans of beer chucked at us. Jeez. Like, we're talking fastballs. They're In Philly, the fans can sit 20, I think it's about 30 feet up. And we're on the loading dock, so it's down lower. And they literally, like Nolan Ryan, fastball, try to whip it at you. And yeah, they're they're awful people. Like, their fans are very passionate. Very passionate fans. That's that's one word for it. I'll say that. But man, they treated me like I was their worst enemy. (laughs) Like, imagine sitting on the bench and getting a full cup of chew. Perfectly hit the glass at the right angle, and it just dumps all over you. And you're just like, oh. To you personally or someone on your team? Oh, to me. It was on me, yeah. Oh, no. You don't do anything. You can't do anything. You take off your jersey, but it's all down your neck, and you change your jersey, and you have chew on your body. <laughs> you get your like the security to kick that guy out. No, the security doesn't know who did it. It's a mystery. <laughs> it was probably him. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Philadelphia. So they got Hayes, Jimmy's brother, Kevin. Yep. 
Sorry, Jimmy. Oh, he had a good run. He won a Stanley Cup. Where? With the Hawks. Jimmy did? Jimmy's down. Yeah. What movie is that from? Or that's an SNL skit. Jimmy's down. Sure. <laughs> Jimmy's, he wears the lifts, the big springy shoes for SNL. He always talks in the third person. Oh, you guys. I'm so sorry. Well, that, is that an 80s thing, John? No, it's an S, it's a You're Seinfeld. Coming at us Seinfeld. With the oldest reference. Seinfeld or SNL? It's Seinfeld. It starts with You're all S. over the place. <laughs> I'm all over the map. It's a Seinfeld skit for Jimmy. He always talks in the third person, and he's like, Jimmy's down. So then George has to play the basketball game. In place of Jimmy. Anyways. I'm looking at Sounds it. really funny. Justin Braun, <laughs> Justin Braun, and Niskanen revamp their defense. Yeah. Do you like the Niskanen for Gudas? Okay. I don't know Gudas that well. It's, I'm sorry. It's Seinfeld. I told you it was Seinfeld. You too with these? Jimmy's yeah, down. So what did Tim say? Well, Are we doing it? Are we going to play it? See, he's got lifts on his shoes that are springy. And then he just got back from the dentist, so his mouth is a little uh, swollen, and he can't talk. And he went somewhere, and everyone thought he was a special needs person because his mouth was swollen, he was wearing these springy shoes. Jimmy's down. Jimmy's down! Jimmy's down, I told you. Seinfeld, Jimmy's down, baby. Anyways, <laughs> so Jimmy Hayes signs in Philly. Kevin. Jimmy's brother, Kevin, signs in Philly. They get Niskanen, Braun, revamp the defense. I play with Braun. Good, solid D-man. Probably at this stage in his career, a 4-5 guy. He's not going to log the big minutes like he used to. He, The game has gotten, I think, a little too fast for him. He used to play first, first D-man minutes with Vlasic. He is a four-five guy where you can kind of put him against the second line, or he's a, he excels versus certain fourth line competition. Yeah, and then Niskanen, you know, puck mover, lays a big hit every once in a while. A little better than Gudas, but he's a good player. Good player. Yeah, I always disliked playing against Gudas because he would lay these dirty hits, and they're not dirty in the sense that he picks someone's head, but he just preys on a vulnerable person in a bad spot, and he doesn't let up like you know you're going to hurt this person you don't have to finish your check that hard and hurt that person so i just always had an issue with that and then he would never fight and he would if he did he would fight like larry like a small guy who you know he would just work so whatever he's bounced around a lot in the last few years because i think nobody likes him but anyway so those are the big signings I guess so far, and it's pretty cool because people are saying the GMs like they've never seen this much chatter and talk between general managers ever. But it's I don't interesting. Know what it is. Is, is the cap has something to do with it? Is it one of those off season that sometimes things just fall into place? It's just a magical year for the fans. I don't yeah. know. I was on Leafs lunch the other day, and we were talking about Jumbo saying he's coming back, and then we got on the Patrick Marlowe issue in Toronto, and then that kind of worked its way into Marner potentially holding out with Toronto because he wants Austin Matthews money, which I think is pretty legit. If he wants that kind of money, he is just as good as Matthews. He's might not be as sexy with the goals and stuff, but Larry, he's sick though, (laughs) but he's like an unbelievable player. And he makes that, he stirs the drink. He's the straw that stirs the drink. I think the expectation is if he doesn't get that money, he's going to hold out. He's not showing up to camp unless he gets Matthew's money. I would love to see an offer sheet thrown at him. I, yeah. The last time it happened, I think, was Vanek. I feel like it Edmonton. never really happens. It's very rare because GMs don't like to do it because it's just an unwritten thing where why would you do that? You're kind of handcuffing me. Yeah. 
it would be unreal to have a team, especially a team in Toronto's division, throw an offer sheet at them, like an Ottawa or yeah, a get team. The money. Yes. Just be like Buffalo, Buffalo, throw a crazy number at Marner that like 8 million a year that he can't turn down and see what the Leafs do. It would be so great. I would love to see that. I don't think it'll happen, but if you could do it for someone, if you would do it for someone, it would be Marner. He's young. He's the face of the game, really. Like, he's exactly what the NHL wants. The game is perfect for him right now. And, like, he will produce. Like, he is better than Austin Matthews, in my opinion. He is a stud. Speaking of face of the game, they just released last night the new face of NHL 20, the video game. It is Matthews. American boy. First, only third American boy ever. Patrick Kane was the first one. Another one back in the 90s. Jeremy Roenick. No. It was a different franchise. Brian Leach. It was like something James Van something. It was a goalie back in like ninety seven. Uh, Vanderbrook. Van Reemsdijk. No. Um, Van Van Breesbrook. Van Breesbrook. John Van Beesbrook. Florida Panthers goalie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah Stanley Cup finalist. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So Matthews is the new face. So good for him. They could have asked you, but sorry. I had a lot of people pushing for my face on there after the, did you know in 2016 I had an also anyways, they, <laughs> there was a big push after that. And man, that would have been unreal. They were pushed this year. You're still getting tweets about it. I think they should make it happen. Yeah. I'm way more fun than Austin Matthews. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Better looking Vanilla. Too. No, no, no. You know what sets me up? My hair. I've thought about getting hair plugs. I really have. You don't need that. I was going to say your hair looks great today. Did you get a haircut? I did two weeks ago, and I was actually in the shower the other day thinking, my hair is the best. <laughs> After I get a cut two weeks in the summer, I ha- I put hairspray in it one or two times, and then I wash. I don't wash my hair. I just go in the shower and don't use shampoo. And that's when it's at its peak. Yep. And then... Pro tips. Uh, Take notes, everyone. Or... It's at its best after I jump in the lake and swim for a few days in a row. And it gets that natural, like, just kind of, st- I don't know what it is. It's almost like sticks. That's when my hair is at its best. Which of uh, your teammates were, like, the most obsessed with their hair and the, like, oh, putting yeah. the product? And oh, the- my. There was some. I've seen flat irons on the road. Oh. I've seen blow dryers. Before a game? No, well, like, oh. after a game. Okay. And it's it got progressively worse as the years went on because these young kids would come and it's just the uh, the way it goes. So, gosh, who used to use a flat iron? Um, Morton Madsen in the minors from Norway. He used to call himself the king of Norway. He used to bring a flat iron wherever he would go and flat iron his hair. Um, all the Europeans were very particular with their hair. Yeah. Particularly the Swedes. They spent the most time in front of the mirror with gel. And they had the, the big poufant in the front. And, like, it got to the back. And... It was impressive nice. what they would do with their hair. I want to back up. You, you're a hairspray guy. You don't use. I'm like a hairspray a pomade guy. or a, okay. Old school hairspray. I used hairspray as a kid. Still use it this day. Tim, I'm a pomade guy. Yeah, pomade. I got. I have a pomade. Is that like a gel? I guess. Is it? Like, I like a pomade because it's got a, a strong hold, but it doesn't yeah. get like hard or doesn't shiny get greasy like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I use a firm hold hairspray. Okay. Well, I use whatever my wife buys. <laughs> And that's what I use. You use the same hairspray as her? Oh, well, yeah. I'm not buying hairspray. <laughs> I use whatever she has. So if she was a pomade person, I would use a pomade. You know who's got unreal flow? Eric Carlson. Nah, I don't like it. It's too greasy. It's, it's too long. It's too straight, I think. Well, now he's got enough money to do whatever he wants. Yeah. What do you think about that contract? It's a big deal. 
So they, I guess they answered the question. What do you, what are you doing? Are you getting rid of Carlson or they took my advice. They signed Carlson and they're yeah. going to sign jumbo. That's exactly what I said. I got to think that who's gone. Someone's going to be gone. To make Pavs work, is right? gone. You think so? Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's gone. Where? Uh, to a different team. He will not be in <laughs> okay. San Jose. He's go, he will, he will try to chase a cup. He's made his okay. money. He's 35. I, if I know him, he'll try to chase a cup. He's already 35. Is that old? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's been around a long time. But he 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 doesn't have a very fast type game. Like he could play until he's 37, 38 effectively. He's not one of these guys. He's like not dumping on Patty Marlowe, but he has a speed game, Patty. And it, you could tell it caught up with him. Yeah. This year. It, he just didn't have that burst. Pavs is not a speed guy. You put him in front of the net and he tips the puck and he you put him in the high slot in the power play and he'll fire in one-timers. That's That's what he does. Like he, it's not a very difficult thing to do. He doesn't rely on speed or anything. So he could play two or three more years effectively. What do you think would be a good match for him? Florida, maybe he wants to go to a cup, Florida, no tax, which is nice, but (laughs) he wants to go to a cup winner, like a Dallas potentially would be good. Or even like a Chicago who could use a sniper. They need a guy in the top two lines. Yeah. Or a Pittsburgh, if they manage to figure out their cap problems. They always do, though. They always Pittsburgh. do. Yeah. They always manage to figure it out. They just traded Mata to Chicago, so maybe they'll have... They tried to cr- trade Kessel, but he vetoed it. Did you I see know. that? I yeah. did. I did. Um, to Minnesota. He didn't want to go to Minnesota. Minnesota is the most cap-strapped team there is. And their guys on big contracts... They have like nine yeah. guys making at least four or five million. It's, it's just, unbelievable. It's Where do you live if you're if you're playing in Minnesota? I lived downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, the rink is in St. Paul. I live downtown Minneapolis. Okay. Does anyone yeah. go outside of town and just get like a big old ranch? Oh going yeah, on? There, there's a lot of guys who live out in Woodbury. That's a big, and then I guess now they live in. Um, gosh, there's a little like a community that's like super wealthy. I can't remember. I went to Minneapolis last summer and I was disappointed. Why people say it was like one of the best cities for a twenty-something? Like go visit, go live there. I visited for a couple of days with my buddy, and I just I wasn't impressed. What were you disappointed in? Um, the nightlife. There wasn't a ton to do. There weren't a lot of people around. Like it was the middle of the summer. Like during you the couldn't week, find any babes. No babes. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, it was like it was. I mean, yeah, it was just kind of underwhelming. Like we went to the Twins game. We like hung all around the town. A couple of breweries. Some cool bars, but it was just like, this wasn't a ton going on. I feel like that has more to do with you than the city. (laughs) Because I enjoy Minneapolis. I thought it was a great city. Well, I heard nothing but good things. Yeah. Like, I guess, I don't know how the single nightlife is there, but there is a lot of single people there. I, I would imagine it's a very young community and there's a lot of big companies there. So, yeah. Maybe you just hit hit the wrong weekend. I don't know. Maybe I did. Yeah. Tim loves the nightlife. Lives for it. He loves the boogie <laughs> on the disco round. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm feeling it. <laughs> All right. So Carlson is signed. Timmy or Kevin signed. Yep. And that's it. Draft those, day is tomorrow. Those are the big ones. Draft tomorrow night. I don't and, know. Do you think we see any big trades? With I don't care. Maybe. Picks? Maybe. I don't know. What are the top three? It's the... I don't I even know. Devils, Devils, Rangers, Rangers and, and Chicago. Chicago. No, yeah. they'll stick. They all need young players. Yeah. None of them are making a push for the cup. So yeah, they'll all stick. Yeah, it'll be interesting. 
And then the free agent, the free agents are getting signed. Like this, this class isn't going to be exciting as it, it once was. Corey Perry got released yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah, that was expected. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to see what will happen there, though. Bruins, I'd love for him to get to go to Boston. He would fit perfect in Boston because he is a rat. Oh, and stop. the Bruins just that way, he would fit perfect there. Another was, just guy who I don't like going he, to a team I don't did like. Did he suck to play against? I bet. Right? Yes. He's, he has one of those faces you want to punch in the face. <laughs> and I did it multiple times. Really? I who, couldn't. Ugh. Who did you usually scrap with on the Ducks? They had Jared Bull for a while. They had Tim Jackman. They had, uh, I don't know. They didn't really have any tough, tough, tough guys. What about Paros? Was he there? Oh, I, taught, I fought Georgie a, a bunch of times there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, I used to love playing Anaheim because they had Perry and Getzlaff would whine and then Kessler. Ugh. Oh, Kessler. Nobody likes before. Kessler. Yeah. Nobody likes Kessler. One of my favorite videos is him versus Domi. I was like, yes, Maxi boy. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? I don't think I have. My word. This is a hockey podcast. Step your game up. <laughs> Maxi just uppercut city. Really? Lights out. It was great. Took him behind the woodshed? Yes, he did. Put him down? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Old yellow reference. I love it. Okay. I think I've had enough. You guys are getting sloppy. It's time. <laughs> the draft's tomorrow. I'll be watching. We'll see which GMs set their teams up for this, the future. Which GMs drop the ball? Any big trades happen? We'll see what happens. I don't know. But anyways, anything else, guys? No, Sounds we're good. good. Thank you again for listening. I really, really, truly appreciate it. I love everybody, and I will see you next week. Bye. Beautiful. I won't see That's you. Beautiful. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. I want to do another um, live podcast. We'll make it happen. Okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Cheers, everybody.